Rashid here was always fun. Uh, my first years, you had the Philly Spectrum, mm, yeah. the old ring in Philly, which and Philly had a tough team. So sometimes it wasn't always fun. It was dark. <laughs> it was old. But here, the Rochester rivalry was really. Re I know now there might be a little bit more with Utica. Yeah, it's a bit closer. But Ro I remember one year against Rochester, we played them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Howard loved I, it. Yeah, I've but heard like this. Friday became a bit of a gong show at the end. Saturday was a total disgrace of a game, like <laughs> fighting. And then Sunday, both teams were like, "All right, enough now." <laughs> you know, let's just play the game. <laughs> just and get through this. So we played them 12 times a year, and uh, I still remember that. I always had Doug Huda in my face every game, and he, he was nasty and nice. After that, I, he coached against me, and I see him now because he, he coaches around the NHL, and we laugh about it. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli, and this is Crunch Chronicles, presented by Wendy's. Today on the show, we catch up with a former Crunch forward who spent parts of three seasons in Syracuse during their affiliation with the Columbus Blue Jackets. We're talking about Matthew Darsh, who began his pro career with the Crunch after playing at McGill University. His rookie season came in 2000-2001, where he split time between Syracuse and Columbus. He produced 40 points for the Crunch that season, while also skating in nine games for the Blue Jackets. Now, we continue to see action in both cities, Syracuse and Columbus, for the next two years, capped with a 64-point performance in 2002-2003, for the Crunch. In total, Darch skated in 205 games for the Crunch and produced 149 points, just outside the top 10 now in franchise history. His playing career continued in the NHL and in the AHL through the 2011-2012 season. After spending time in the business world following his playing career, Darsh returned to hockey when he joined the Tampa Bay Lightning as the Director of Hockey Operations in May of 2019. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Wendy's Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot and juicy beef. All perfectly paired with a Dr. Pepper at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Dr. Pepper is a registered trademark of Dr. Pepper 7-Up, Inc., Lee Baldwin & Company is a proud sponsor of the Syracuse Crunch. For all of your investment needs, check them out at investtoday.com. Lee Baldwin & Company, you do the dreaming, they'll do the math. Good, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting time of the year as we hit the holidays, as we talk here today, a couple of days before the holiday break. Uh, uh, you know, we, we've, we've obviously had you on on some of our stuff over the years, but, uh, you know, it's it's good to have you here on this and get a chance to get caught up on what's going on with you. Obviously, you're with the Lightning as an assistant general manager, director of hockey operations, but uh, why don't you fill everyone in on uh, what your role is with the Lightning? Well, I basically, uh, I joined the team. Uh, this is my fourth season with the team, and I basically support Julian and every, everything he does, you know, from. Uh, uh, managing the team I actually just get, just drove in from Toronto we were in Toronto last night uh, skipping the game in Detroit to come and watch the crunch one more time before the the break and I try to come at least once or twice a month even in Syracuse and uh, so uh Basically uh, helping Julian manage the, uh, the organization. Yeah, and like you said, you've been doing it for a couple of years now. Uh, you, you joined the team in, what was it, May or so of 2019. Yes. Um, how did that all uh, come about for you? You were in the business world, and suddenly you jumped back into hockey. 
Well, I, you know, I've, I've had a relationship with Julian since uh, when I played in Montreal. I was signed a two-way contract. Julian was the assistant GM in Montreal and the GM in uh, in Hamilton, and uh, he signed me via Guy Boucher, who was the head coach I have known for a long time. And Julian and I are the same age. He'll remind you that he's still two months younger than me. But uh, <laughs> so we've developed a friendship over the years, and we've kept talking. I retired in 2012, worked in the business world in Montreal, and then uh, when Julian took over. As a GM, he called me, he said, well, I need someone uh, to come in Tampa and kind of replace part of the role I was doing. And uh, would you be interested? And uh, then we, you know, we obviously it was a family discussion. My boys were, were in high school. One of them was going to graduate high school the year after. And uh, they're hockey, they're friends. My wife had a job, but we decided, you know, let's, let's do it. And uh, uh, it's been good. You know, we've had two cups and the yeah. final and hoping uh, to get another one this year. So yeah. uh, it's been it's been fun and we live in the sun in the winter so it's, yeah. it's even better <laughs> nothing wrong with that for sure yeah. you know what what was I, I don't know if there's a big transition going from what you were doing to to you know what you do these days but what was that going from, from the business world back into hockey what was that transition like well at the end of the day you're you're you're, you're managing you're yeah. managing people you're managing budgets you're, you're yeah. hockey's been i mean i grew up playing hockey i played 12 years professional and uh so it's always something i loved and I got a lot of experience in the business world. I had a team of 35, almost 40 people. I was a vice president of sales for a custom broker, freight forwarder in Montreal. We got to travel. We had offices in China and Bangladesh. I've been to China. I've been to Vietnam. I've been to Bangladesh. I've yeah. been to Mexico City. So it's been a great experience all over Europe So for work, which is always a great experience, and managing people and managing objectives, uh, setting objectives and all that. So, yes, it, now it's sports, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's management. So that's why they, they say, uh, uh, you know, your general manager, assistant general manager, the manager word is in there. Yes. So I got valuable experience, and then I could relate that to the, all the hockey experience I've had over the years. And that's how we um, – uh, you know, I decided to jump, and I, I, I admire Julian a lot. I think he's, he's probably the best GM in the NHL. I mean, people might say I'm biased, but I think he's, he's, he's done outstanding. I've learned a lot from him, and, uh, you know, we, we enjoy spending time together because we have to because we spend more time together than we do with our wives. <laughs> and uh, it's been great. It's, uh, you know, the team's had success, and uh, Syracuse had success also, so we're just trying to, to keep it going. Yeah, you, you talked about all the places you've traveled, uh, you know, before. For hockey, now obviously you're traveling with hockey too, with with a team or without the team, just around everywhere. What's what's the place you like to travel the most? Uh, whether it was from business or pleasure, whatever it is. I don't. I mean, obviously I've played 12 years, and I think I lived in like nine different cities. Mm -hmm. I lived one year in Europe when I played. Uh, so it's all great experience. They're, they're all different, you know. Like we, I lived three years in Syracuse, and then I lived in Hershey. I lived in Milwaukee. I lived in Tampa. Uh, then back in Portland and uh, Worcester, Mass, and uh, then back in Montreal, and then now I'm back in Tampa. So we've lived in different city, which to me is a great experience. My kids are, you know, they're they're perfectly bilingual. They don't have the French accent like I do. Like they, 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 it's a, it's it's a great advantage for them. They got to see different places, and uh, and obviously for work it was fun also to go. Even with the Lightning, now uh, we've been to we've played in uh, Sweden a few years ago. Uh, so you get a chance to travel like that a bit. And, you know, every one of them, they have their 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 uniqueness that's yeah. fun to, to be around. So, I mean, obviously some of them was for work, so you don't live there. But, right. I, like, I feel my kids are very adaptable because they, they've learned to make new friends quick. And going to, yeah. they've gone to quite a few schools. And, like I said, my son, we moved him as a senior in high school, which... 
it's not the easiest thing to do. And uh, now I got one in college, one playing hockey in prep schools. So they, they're used to getting new environments. So it's, it's, it's still something that's, I know it was tough at the time for them, but it's still useful life experiences that they can get. And I, and I got throughout my hockey and, and business career. So it's, you know, every place has some, some great areas and, you, you know, you, you take the best of every, everywhere you go. Yeah, I was going to say, what a great experience for your kids. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we just had Josh Holden on the show a couple of weeks ago and, you know, he's been in Switzerland for a yeah. long time and his, his daughters have grown up there and it's the same type of thing, a great experience to learn different, you know, environments, different yeah. cultures, whatever it might be. That's got to be awesome for them too. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it's, I mean, it's always, uh, when they were younger, it's easy because they don't, when they're not in school, you move them deal they still have you and even in elementary school is not a big deal but when you get to high school and but they've adjusted great i mean obviously the day we leave they're like oh, i don't want to leave my friends but it took two seconds and they had new friends and being involved in sports helps a lot because they're you know they, they play hockey so you get to a new city and well you get friends right away on the hockey team so that helped but the experiences they lived and even now like when we won the cup the first one was in the bubble so the families weren't there but the second one to have the kids like my wife, my kids on the ice with us, like that was special. Yeah. So it's it's almost, and my kids are like when we won, they were sixteen and eighteen. Now they're seventeen and nineteen, but it's like they like they're fans. You yeah. Know? So, so like it, they, for them, it was the coolest thing. We had our day with a cup, and you know, like it's something any kid in well, any kid that's in hockey, but any kid in Canada, been dreaming about right. winning the cup, and I. The furthest I went as a player was a conference final that we lost uh, when I was in Montreal, but. You know, to live that, it's awesome experiences, and it's. Uh, I still think it's it make, it's making them very adaptable yeah. in life. Yeah, that's something I know you. They'll for sure remember for the rest of their yeah. lives for that. Matthew Darsher, guest here on uh, Crunch Chronicles. You mentioned Julian Brisebois, of course, uh, and you say he's the best GM in the league. I don't think anyone around here will argue that. Uh, <laughs> what makes him so successful, and and why has he been so good at what he has done? I mean, obviously, he started here uh, in the organization with uh, in Syracuse, and it's continued there in uh, in Tampa. He's an extremely smart person. Like he's a you know, like yes, he's not your your typical former player. Like he's he's never played hockey at a high level, and but he's a lawyer. He's got an MBA. He's smart. He, like especially now with a salary cap, it's not only about evaluating players. There's strategy behind it. You got to make sure it fits and it fits in the in the cap. You have to make sure you you plan ahead. And uh, I think one of his strength is communication with with the, the way he manages the, the team not only the players but the staff because we have a outside of players we have a staff of almost 60 people like from scouts to coaches to trainers to everything we have and support staff and travel uh, people and so he, I think he does an outstanding job of that and he, he he's got a plan he's confident and when it's time to pull the trigger on doing something well He's done his due diligence. He's done his analysis. And, you know, part of my job is to help him through that, uh, to help him going through all these scenarios. And uh, he's, he's sm- like not only does he have the strategy, but it's it's one thing to have the strategy. You have to be able to execute it. And that's where he's very strong. And uh, we've hired good people because Julian was the first one to say, oh, it's not all him because it's, it's true. By the end of the day, he's the leader of the whole thing. So he deserves all the credit. But we have a great staff throughout the organization, and that's why we have success. So... Uh, you know, whether it's from negotiations and trades. And, you know, we've been very fortunate that our last three years, our trades have all panned out mm-hmm. and we've had success with those players. Yeah, uh, None of them came as, ah, you know what, the trade didn't work out. They all worked out. So, And part of it, you have to be lucky to. Julian's the first one to say that you have to be good, you have to be lucky to win. But 
the better you do things, the more chances you have to be lucky. You have to that, that to, to turn out to be lucky. Yeah. So he, he's been outstanding, and he's he's had a success. He's won two Calder Cups as an AHL general manager, and now like he's got two Stanley Cups, and hopefully more to come. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned the the Stanley Cups. You've talked about it a couple times. What was what were those moments like though? When you you know you see that finally pay off. You know the one bubble. It was just so weird that you know that bubble scenario, and obviously a tough one, uh, just in terms of of being there in the bubble for so long. But you know those two moments. What were they like? Well, it was great. And like I said, I. I I don't want to say I had it easy, but somehow, like, like Julian's been in this business for 16, 17 years yeah. before he won one. Like, it, that was my first year. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I didn't live all these. Like, last year was the first year we had disappointment. We yeah. lost in the finals, but a lot of people would take that losing in the final, but our standards are so high that we're all bummed. It's like, yeah. Now we failed, but hey, we didn't achieve what we wanted to do. So, uh, obviously, it was awesome. The bubble, the, you know, it was different too, because yes, our families weren't there, but it was. More intimate after, like in the room, there wasn't like 300 people right. that just ended up finding their way in the room. So it was really the team and, you know, it was a culmination of being 67 days locked up, like literally in Toronto and Edmonton, because uh, we split half and half. There were literally fences around a hotel, like we couldn't leave the facilities. Uh, so it was a culmination of all that and it's a culmination of what you work for. Every year we start the year, our goal, what can we do to increase our odds to win the Stanley Cup? And we've achieved it. And then to do it again the second year. And, you know, we're all bummed that we lost game four in Montreal that year because every time you have a chance to clinch the cup, you mm-hmm. want to take advantage of it because you, you never know, know after. Yeah. And then, But in hindsight, it was almost a, not a good thing, but we turned out we could win it in front of our fans, in front of a full building because Montreal still only had mm-hmm. like 5,000 people right, in the building. Right. So full building, our families there, have all the celebration after. And obviously the famous uh, boat parades that we've had in Tampa. Yeah. So it was outstanding. And... As a kid growing up, loving hockey and playing hockey, that's what you dreamt of is winning the Stanley Cup. And yeah. you, we got it done. We, uh, you know, Mr. Vinick uh, was outstanding with the rings and everything that we got. So it's uh, it was cool. Yeah. You, well, you mentioned Mr. Vinick and, and everything. I mean, I think it seems these days the Lightning organization is the gold standard in terms of from top to bottom how it's run. What, you know, what's he like and why? Can you put into words, I guess, how important he's been for, for the Lightning and, and for the city of Tampa? Well, he's been, like I said, I've played in Tampa prior to Mr. Vinick. Yeah. And then they sell the team this People that owned it for two years that didn't go too well. Mr. Vinnick came in, and what he's done not only for the team. I mean, we have a great organization. It starts at the top, and it starts with his values and what he's done for the city. Like if you go to Tampa, what you see is done around the arena, and how much he, you know, people in Syracuse might not know, but Mr. Vinnick, like uh, with the Lightning Foundation, commits fifty thousand every single home game to yeah. a charity. In the play, in the finals, it was hundred thousand per game. Uh, he's he's given over thirty million dollars to charity. So every single game, they pick a charity that receives fifty grand. And at the start of the pandemic, how he helped like uh, food drives and they had that for for those in need. Like, and the way he treats people, the way he and it's that's the way it stops uh, starts at the top. And we our our job is to bring down his values and the way he works and the way he treats people. And that's why we have success because. You can, be as, you can be as good as you want, whether it's in sports or in business. If you treat people like crap, you're going to get crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, what he's done is outstanding. And uh, he gives us, for what, what Julian and I do, he gives us the support we need financially, resource-wise, to be able to win, which is not always the same with every sports or every team, and dif- depending on the sport. So he gives us the resources to have success. Uh, which is all you can ask for as a management team because you don't want to be handcuffed. You have ideas, you have things you want to do. 
if you can't do it, your ideas can be great, but they're useless. So Mr. Vinick allows us, enables us to 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 use the strategies we want to do. Sometimes it might cost him a bit more money. Yeah. And he's like, if you think it helps us win, you know, go. So when, uh, you know, it trickles down what we do in Syracuse. And I've known Howard and, and Vance and Jimmy for 22 years now. Yeah. Because in my first three years pro, I was in Syracuse right. and they were here. And I think they have the same values, and that's what they want also. So we have a great relationship. I mean, Howard lives in in Florida, and we, we see him a lot of our games. We have breakfast with him, and I try to come, like I said earlier, once or twice a month. Uh, so, you know, the trickle down goes all the way to the way we we work in Syracuse on the hockey side, which we control a bit more mm -hmm. because that's the lightning uh, part of it. But on the business side, there's the same values, and that's why they've done so well. And uh, you know, it's been a great partnership, and we, uh, you know, we're we're happy. That's why we we extended the agreement, and we uh, we want to stay longer. And we have a great working relationship with the people here in Syracuse, and we've had success, and uh, so we're very happy. Yeah. Well, we'll shift to that now. We'll get to your playing days shortly. But you know, just you've just basically alluded to it uh, how important Syracuse and the AHL is overall to uh, to NHL teams. But uh, the Lightning, it feels like they were the first on it, you know, a decade ago, getting those young players in and, and just letting you know the growth and development through the AHL marinate, and that's what has in part led to the success there with the Lightning. How important is the AHL and, and Syracuse to uh, you know the Lightning's plans uh, now and continuing forward. Well, if you go at the, in the locker room here and you see the pictures of all the guys that won the Stanley Cup with us, I think there's like 18 yeah. that I've actually played in Syracuse out of 23 or something yeah. like that. So, which is huge because, uh, especially with a salary cap world, you can't just build your team on free agency. Because first of all, free agency you end up signing guys for probably more money sometimes than they're worth, and. Our development team here has done outstanding, you know, with Stacy and JP Cote and and those guys and all our skill uh, people, our skating uh, coaches and and the coaches in Syracuse, Ben and his team, they've done an outstanding job. I mean, they, our players, they come up, they play the right way. And we're not talking about lottery picks, the top 10, because we haven't had a top 10 pick in a long time. Right. And to be honest with you, we've barely had first round picks in the last few years because right. we're, you know, we're in a win now uh, mode. So we're willing to trade them for, for help at the deadline. So... You look at our team, like Braden Point, Anthony Cirelli, third-round picks, and uh, Alex Killorn, and then Andre Palat, a seventh-round pick. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, of course, Stammer, Stammer and uh, and Victor Hedman are top picks, but that's like 12 years yeah. ago. And Kucherov is a second-round is a second round pick. And, you know, Vasilevsky spent, uh, spent time down here. And uh, Ross Colton, who's a fourth-round pick, and all of a sudden, like, after three years in Syracuse, he's a major contributor. He scored the game, the game-clinching uh, goal for a second Stanley Cup. And Nick Perbix, who's a six-round pick, came last year, spent two months here with our coaches, with our playing with our players, and f learning the lightning slash crunch way. And he started the year in Syracuse this year. After two, three games, he came up and yeah. he's uh, you know he's he's playing regular minutes every game for us. So it's. You need that to be able to replenish because, let's face it, in the salary cap world, when you win, you have to lose players because people want players that won. So sometimes you can't afford to keep your team, but you need to be able to have that that wheel that keeps churning players up to the NHL. And we've we've had it, Nick Perbix this year and Cole Kepke came up. And, uh, uh, you know, Ross Colton's the best example. Mm -hmm. He's not the high-profile the prospect, but he came here, he worked, and he's given us awesome, great minutes, and he's a major contributor to our success up there. And... Uh, uh, a lot of our guys from from Killorn and now they're gone. But Palat and Johnson and these guys—they've won the Calder Cup in yeah. 
Back then it was Norfolk, yep. but it's still the same program. Uh, and our coaches do an outstanding job showing them because everybody, when they turn pro, they most of them were the best player wherever they played. And you got to find a niche. You got to find a role. They're, they're good at identifying that and showing them how you – because you can't just – because you score a lot of goals, you can cheat because it doesn't matter. They let you do it because you're so much better than everybody. Like Nobody in this league or in the NHL is so much better than everybody right. else. So if you start cheating, you don't contribute – you got to bring something to the table, and our coaches here are here outstanding of showing our players what the pro game is all about. And the guys, they come up to Tampa, and it's seamless. Like they're they're ready to go. They know how to. What's our standard of, of competing? And uh, so it's all a testament to what our our coach and development staff. Uh, has done in Syracuse yeah and to that point 78 players since the start of the affiliation have come through uh, gone through Syracuse up to Tampa Bay at some point Ben Grew is the winningest head coach in uh, in franchise history two caller cup finals appearances for the crunch so it's obviously all been very successful here in Syracuse all right we'll get back to that in a little bit but we'll shift to your days as a player now and and being here in Syracuse you talked about it you started your pro career here just what do you remember what you know your your general thoughts you know taking off the the manager hat for a bit and obviously you have the the other perspective now but back when you were a player what was uh, your experience like in Syracuse well first of all I you know I I I think I turned 24 my first year pro like I played college yeah. in Canada like I had never been to juniors and all that so to me I was like all right the first time I played pro I actually get paid to play hockey <laughs> these, these people want to pay me to play the game I love and it was with Columbus so it was an adjustment obviously coming from Canadian University you know the, you're playing with a full cage and there's no fighting there's no like it's, you play 35 games maybe during the year like here you play 80 games it was 80 back yeah. then and trust me in the early 2000 this league was a lot tougher you know like teams had a few heavyweights on every team yeah. and you know I've been in this barn seeing line <laughs> brawls like everybody on the ice uh, going at it so it's an adjustment but uh, obviously different coaches back then it was Gary Agnew and Ross Yates and I I enjoyed my time here even for me my wife well then my girlfriend now my wife uh, she was still finishing University of Montreal uh, at McGill University and it's a three and a half hour drive so she was able to come back so it was it was good for us we had a lot of friends to come and visit so and we've had some good years the first few years too it was a Columbus's uh, farm team mm-hmm. uh, but it was great that's where I learned the pro game uh, you know I've played a few games up in Columbus but I was basically I was I was always called up in Columbus I never lived in Columbus so for me Syracuse was where I lived and uh, it was great I mean I know some of the restaurants are still here the the, the, the mall was there I know the mall grew and yeah. uh, every time I come back there's actually a lot more choices for apartments now than they were when I was oh, there. Yeah. Like, uh, so it's it, it's great, you know. Like it's uh, we have a great fan base here. Like it's it's a smaller ring, it's an older ring, but it's it's especially when it's full, it's loud. So that's why when when the fans can pack this building, it's outstanding. Like it's uh, the, the old tin roof, like it gets loud. <laughs> and anybody that's seen the movie Slapshot, you know some scenes were filmed here. So yep. uh, with Ogie Oglethorpe. So uh, when he comes out, you see the the stage on the one end of the uh, the arena. So it's uh, they they love their team here. It's fun because it's uh, they, they've changed affiliates and some have worked out, some haven't. But the fans have always been here, uh, which. And, they, you know, back in those days, I got to admit, I think they enjoyed the violence part of it. But uh, just like the game, they've grown and yeah. they like the skill part of it. We have a skill team, you know, guys like, like Barry Boulay and guys like that. Like they're top AHL players. And, uh, you know, it's been great support ever since. And like I said earlier with Howard and, and Vance and Jim, and uh, they're still here 22 years later. That's a commitment to 
to uh, pro hockey in Syracuse, and they've done an outstanding job. Yeah, I guess just melding the two then for a moment. You know, you've seen it as a player. You know, now you're a manager, of course, and. What makes Syracuse such a good environment, I guess, for players to develop? You know, just in terms of a city, in terms of the fan base, uh, what positives does this city provide for a player to, to be able to develop in addition to everything that, you know, obviously the hockey staff and, and the, the support staff provides as well? Well, first of all, the, the, the mentality of NHL teams towards their affiliate changed a lot over the years. Because yeah. back then it was like, let's spend as little money as possible. Like, they didn't see it for what it is. It's a research and development environment. Yeah. You know, you're developing players, so you got to invest to develop players. And so the resources, the, the facilities that they have now, like especially when you see what they have uh, uh, with the new gym and all that. Yeah, like a little different than when you were here. <laughs> that we only had about a third of what it was downstairs. Yeah. And uh, say the locker room wasn't the same. And uh, so that improved. And as far as being in the location, Syracuse, what's great is a lot of short trips for games. Mm-hmm. So looking at it now, even on the management side, which I get even more than when I played is – when you end up being on the road and you fly, obviously in the HL you fly commercial. You don't fly a charter like in the NHL. So you always lose days for traveling. But these are development days that your players are not on the ice, working with your coaches, working with your skill coaches. So you're, This is a great place, great location to have a lot of practice days. Because yep. let's face it, the HL, we won the games. But as far as the, the lightning goes, we wanted to develop players, but in a winning environment. So yep. that's why it's important to us to win in Syracuse too. We want to develop players, but we want to develop them in a winning environment. And when you're, you're set up that you can have a lot of home days, it does make a big difference because I know I played in Milwaukee one year and we, all right, you play the game, you sleep over the next day, you have an 8 a.m. flight. A lot of times there's a connection and you get home at 6 or you lost the whole day traveling. So one, you don't rest. And two, you're not on the ice actually working right. on your craft which that's why the location in Syracuse is great for that. You know, we have Utica that's close Rochester and even Wilkes-Barre Hershey's not that far. Yeah. So you have teams that are around. Uh, back then there was no Utica, but we had Binghamton and we had Albany, and but obviously the rivalry at Rochester. So that's the, the advantage of being in an area where you, you can bust to a lot of places day of the game yeah so you don't miss those development days yeah for sure it's uh, it is such a great benefit for uh, for the team and for the organization of course all right going back to your playing days you mentioned a couple of the teams and rivalries with rochester and what what do you remember uh, as a player with those rivalries or is there a building you you know you love to go to as a, as a player well, actually here was always fun uh, my first years you had the philly spectrum mm, yeah. the old ring in philly which and philly had a tough team so sometimes it wasn't always fun it was dark <laughs> it was old but here, the Rochester rivalry was really, really – I know now there might be a little bit more with Utica. Yeah. It's a bit closer. But Ro- I remember one year against Rochester, we played them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Howard loved I, it. Yeah, I've but heard like this. Friday became a bit of a gong show at the end. Saturday was a total disgrace of a game, like <laughs> fighting. And then Sunday, both teams were like, all right, enough now. <laughs> you know, let's just play the game. <laughs> just and get through this. So we played them 12 times a year, and uh, I still remember – like. I always had Doug Huda in my face every game, and he, he was nasty. And I, after that, I he coached against me, and I see him now because he he coaches around the NHL, and we laugh about it. But like, we had those those rivalry. Randy Cunningworth was the coach, and Chris Taylor and uh, Jason Botterill, who ended up being a GM in mm-hmm. Buffalo, and all these guys, and uh, Jason Pominville and Francois Metat and Ryan Miller. So they had uh, it was a nice rivalry. It was fun. And every game, it didn't matter if a team was high in the standing, low in the standings. Every game meant something because. The, the barn was almost always full here. You go to a war memorial in Rochester, it was the same thing. 
and it's uh, it was fun. Like it's uh, obviously in the NHL, you don't play twelve times against the same team. Yeah, uh, which in the NHL you create those rivalries. Like we've played Florida the last two years in the playoffs. We played them four times during the season. So there's the battle of Florida. So we start getting that hatred a bit. Yeah. to go for it. But here it's. It's uh, Syracuse has been in the league, what, 25 years? Yeah, uh, 29 this year. 29, yeah. so it's 29 years of rivalry because Rochester has been in the league for like 65, yeah. 70 years. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been great. Yeah. It, we, we've uh, had a couple of your former teammates on the show over the last uh, couple of weeks and months. Is there any, uh, you know, over the couple of years you were here, who sticks out in your mind as either great teammates, great people who have uh, either stuck in the game or just in that time? Well, my first year as a first-year pro, there was another guy from, from Quebec, uh, Reggie Savage, mm-hmm. that was here, yeah. a goal scorer. So we you got to be very friendly with him. And then uh, one of them was in the AHL Hall of Fame. J.F. LeBay was our goalie. He was outstanding, one of the, the best AHL goalies of all time. I mean, a smaller guy. Like, he didn't really get his, his shot in the NHL. And, you know, in the, in the AHL, sometimes there's more turnover than maybe in the NHL because yeah. guys want opportunities. And I spent three years here, but we had the, Chris Pronger's brother, Sean. Sean yep. Pronger was our captain uh, the year we won the division. Uh, so we've had uh, we've we've had some great times, and uh, you know when I see guys around because uh, some guys are into the game too, like they're whether they're working for an HL team, NHL team, or in hockey, or you go see a college game, you see a former teammate, so it's it's always fun. Yeah. And I see last week we played Columbus. I saw Jody Shelley, oh, right. uh, who does TV for. Uh, for Columbus, and it's funny because we were there, and uh, Aaron Johnson, who played here also, works with Columbus, so we were reminiscing of the Syracuse days and yeah. telling stories, and you remember this game, because Jody was our tough guy, and the right. BR team had three, so Jody basically had to fight three times every <laughs> game, and uh, so it's, you know, you just remember those those memories, and it's uh, it's fun. It's if in the HL, is guys are younger, a lot of guys are single or have a girlfriend, not many guys have kids. At the end, I had two kids, I was the old guy in the minors. But so it's you always hang out. It's like uh, it's almost like a frat, you know. You always hang out with your buddies and uh, on and off the ice. So it's 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 great years. Yeah. Well, we we did have Sean Pronger. He was one of them we had on just a couple of weeks ago. Matthew Darsh is our guest here on uh, Crunch Chronicles. Uh, you know, we we've talked about how the game has evolved. Of course, uh, you know, you saw it as a player. Now you're the, on the management side, and you see it the other way. Uh, it certainly looks like it's for the best uh, in terms of how the game has evolved. But you know, where do you think the game is at as a whole right now? It's you know I, t- I retired ten years ago. I think the game is so much better. Yeah, like it's so much faster. Like fort line guys have skill now. Like it's it's a fast game. It's an unbelievable game. It's it's better than it's ever been. You see the goals being scored in the NHL right now. Uh, the talent that you have, like it's 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 ridiculous. And you know Canada's always been a pipeline for players, but the U.S. with their NTTP program, they've done a great job developing a lot of skill and a lot of guys. Like even now, like the next Olympics or World Cup, like. Uh, I'm Canadian. I'm still going to cheer for Canada. I still think Canada is the better team, but trust me, the U.S. is right there. And, and you know, Russia has had great teams. And it's, uh, I think the game is re- uh, evolving towards speed and skill. And that's what the fans enjoy like the, the spectacular goals and the, you know, the up and down play. We've, last night, we didn't have a great game in Toronto, but our first game against Toronto uh, three weeks ago, we won 4 3 on overtime. It was an outstanding game all game, a lot of scoring chances, both goalies playing well. Both teams with high, you know, with Kucherov and Point and Stamkos and Edmin, and then you have Matthews, Marner, yeah. and these guys, uh, Nylander, they're, they're, like, they're fun games. Like, it's about skill. It's about speed, which I think that's where it had to evolve. Like, it's, it's one thing with the Broad Street Bullies back in the day to, to um, beat up team into submission, but that's, that's not the way it should be played. Yeah. And uh, listen, the physicality still has a big component to it because, you know, you, you have to be brave to play, and the bravest 
team usually will do well. But with the skill level, you can't just do that anymore, which I think is great for the game. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll close with this one. Just any final thoughts uh, on either playing days now, uh, being back in the in the city, just on your your time in Syracuse. I, you know what? It's my first three years. Was my first three years because I lived at home when I was in college because my parents weren't far from university. So that's that's the the three years that I you know became an adult in a way. Even if I was already 23, living on my own, and then. This is where I got engaged to my wife. This is where my wife was pregnant with our first son, you know. So there's a lot of memories yeah. in, in this city. And I've learned to be a pro here. I've learned to be an adult. And, uh, you know, I always keep fond memory. That's why it's fun when I joined Tampa and our affiliates in Syracuse. So to me, it's natural to be here. And every time I come, you know, I come and I go hang out with Jimmy and I hang out with Vance. And... Howard, I talk to quite often, so it's just fun. It's almost like the the good old days. So yeah. there's all good memories here. Yeah, for sure, and uh, we hope to keep those memories continuing into the future. Matthew Darch, uh, uh, the assistant general manager for the Tampa Bay Lightning, director of hockey operations. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, continued success there in Tampa and here in Syracuse, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you. There he is, Matthew Darch. We thank him for giving us the time, and we hope you enjoyed that conversation you can really get a sense for how much Syracuse has meant and continues to mean to Matthew and he always enjoys his trips back to the Salt City if you have any Matthew Dart stories we'd love to hear them and share them on an upcoming episode of the show you can send in a voice memo to me via email lfavali at syracusecrunch.com he's always been so generous with his time and boy, I'll never forget the time we had him on a post-game shootout show here in Syracuse during the 2019-2020 season. And we could have just gone on for hours. He just kept telling story after story. That'll do it for this week's episode of the show. Thanks again to Matthew Jarsh for joining us. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Favalli saying so long for now. We'll chat again next week on another episode of Crunch Chronicles.